Welcome to another episode of the One Up Format Podcast solo version. It's your host, Morgan J. Ingram here, and hope you've all been enjoying the podcast so far. And before I go into what we always do is break down the last episode, this is really important. All right, buddy. All right. If you are an avid listener, if you've enjoyed what I've been talking about so far, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, review a Spotify. They don't have reviews. I don't know what they're doing, but Apple does have reviews. So if you could leave a five-star review and tell us what you are liking about these episodes, we're always looking to improve. So make sure to reach out. Now that we got that out the way, let's get into what we're going to talk about. So our last interview was with Brendan and Brendan was a great guest. Uh, Just learned a lot about taking control of your life and knowing when to outsource certain things, knowing when to recognize your weaknesses and knowing when oh okay like i'm not doing the things i need to be doing taking care of yourself right having the level of grit i mean we talked about a lot of different things but i mentioned in the beginning what i want to talk about is how can you recognize your weaknesses and what is the process of doing that so i took a step back to identify what my weaknesses were during this time i would say my weaknesses obviously were a lot different you know, years ago. And I've identified the top three that I think would be helpful. So, you know, with these episodes, we get short, straight to the point, uh, but we also get in depth in the point. So you all can walk away with things that you can actually go do. Go check that out. Episode 23 with Brendan. And we really broke down just a lot of great concepts. And for someone who's won a Forbes 30 under 30, uh, he just had really good insights that I think a lot of us would benefit from. So that's what I'm going to be diving into today. How do you recognize your weaknesses and what exactly does that mean? Real quick, I want to show some love to one of our sponsors, Lesson Lee, and my guy, Kyle Lacey over there. It's a powerful yet simple readiness and training software for high growth sales teams. And as we all know, it's a virtual environment. So it's really important to have the remote teams on the same page so they can deliver amazing experiences to the customers and prospects. And I love their motto, by the way, do better work, check them out. They're helping major brands like HelloFresh, Goodwill, Birchbox, and Thrive Market do success. And a lot of their clients are saying that their software gives them a lot more confidence in the way that they onboard their new reps and their existing reps. That's massive. So if you're in the market for it, check them out. Easy to use, easy to adopt. It's Lessonly.com. So it's L-E-S-S-O-N-L-Y.com. And you can also click the link in the show notes to get there as well. So within the episode, Brendan talks about how he can recognize his weaknesses. And a lot of things that he would do is he would tap into his network to talk about those weaknesses. He would tap into his network to even outsource those weaknesses. He also would get even coaches for them so that he can coach and get through those weaknesses as well. I think these are all fantastic points because at the end of the day, we're going to have weaknesses no matter who we are, and we have to acknowledge them, not hide away from them and figure out, can I combat this? Do I need to outsource it? Is it something I just need to ignore because it doesn't align with what my ultimate goal is? These are good questions you have to ask yourself. So before we get into like what my weaknesses are and and another way to talk about weaknesses is that you also have to understand to acknowledge them first and foremost. Like we all have them. No one is perfect, right? We've all heard this before. No one is a shining star. Like, oh, this person's amazing. Like, No, that's not going to happen. So the more that you can stay away from that talk track for yourself, the better that it's going to be for you moving forward as you have these conversations. So be very mindful of 
acknowledging your weaknesses and letting yourself know, hey, I have a couple weaknesses here. Write them down. It makes it stronger for you. Like it's going to allow you to really like buy into being like, okay, like, nope, these are real weaknesses. What can I do to get better, et cetera? But if you don't acknowledge them and you decide to ignore them, then no, you won't see the success that you're ultimately looking for. So make sure you write them down. Make sure that you, you're like, okay, like this is going to be really helpful for me. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to really, really stand out here. So acknowledge your weaknesses and be willing to write them down, which is going to lead into my next point. In the interview, what we had talked about is understanding how to recognize them. Now, there's a couple ways on how you can figure out how to recognize them. But I want to talk about what you need to call weaknesses instead of weaknesses. Say, these are things that I need to improve upon. The language we give ourselves and how we talk to ourselves is ultimately how we take action. You all know this, and I've talked about this a lot. What ends up happening is when we call weaknesses weaknesses, it's a language where like, oh, like I'm not good enough. I'm not as successful as I, as I should be. And you start doubting yourself in a really weird way. And I don't want anyone here to do that. That's unnecessary and it's, and it's not healthy. So what I would encourage you to do instead is say, hey, these are things that I need to improve upon. So just change that talk track. These are things that I need to improve upon, which would be considered your weaknesses. Change the way that you talk about it. I'll give you another example while you all are listening in. So I don't, I don't say here are my challenges. I say here, these are my obstacles because obstacles can be overcome. I don't want to say, oh, these are my weaknesses because then it, like, it demeans myself. Right? I don't want to do that. I say, hey, these are things that I need to improve upon. And that's simply it. So once I have that, then it moves into the next phase of the content here, which is how do you identify them? So there's three different ways to identify a weakness. Number one is something that you simply aren't good at, right? Like you do it and the feedback you get is like, this is not great. This is not good. And you're just not good at it, right? That's how I've recognized most of my weaknesses is that like people will say, oh, no, that's not as good as it could be. Or it's, I look at it, I'm like, wow, it's not good compared to somebody else. And obviously we don't want to play a comparison game, but it is really important to like look at what we're doing in terms of how we're performing and how we're executing based on people's guidelines. Because if we're not executing the way we should, and, and it's a little off basis, that could possibly be a weakness, which again, is okay to acknowledge. That's why I started off with that. It's okay to acknowledge that. But first and foremost, you're going to do something and you realize, ah, it's a weakness. Number two is having conversations with other people. Uh, typically, let's say your loved ones or people you work with. This is a very hard conversation to have. What I'm telling you right now, this is not easy, Right. This is not easy at all. This is not easy at all, but you need to have them in order to get an understanding. So what I'll do is I will reach out to friends. I will reach out to people I work with, loved ones, et cetera. And it's going back to what I talked about, the 360 review. I will ask them, what are things that I can improve upon uh, personally and professionally? So these could be, this could be literally anything, right? So as long as I get feedback and insight on what I'm doing that's a weakness, I obviously can improve it moving forward. But if I don't have any feedback, if I don't have any insight, then what in the world am I doing, right? So what Brendan talked about is, yes, getting a coach to identify maybe those weaknesses, tapping into your network to identify those weaknesses. I think he brought up really great points there. I would recommend as well, talk to your loved ones, talk to people that you work with, these people are going to be able to help you identify those weaknesses because we all have blind spots, right? At the end of the day, we all have blind spots. Whether we like it or not, we have them. So if that's the case, then we need to also take a step back and be like, you know what? You know, at the at the end of the day, 
This is a huge weakness of mine. And here is why this is a weakness. Here's why this is not going to be helpful, productive, um, et cetera, for me moving forward. So take the time to really talk to yourself about your weaknesses. How can you improve? And what are things that you can do moving forward so you're not facing a stagnant, a stagnancy? Is that a word? Stagnancy? A stagnant place is probably better, but let's say stagnancy. I just made up a new word. So, <laughs> but the thing is, you don't want to be stagnant, right? Because if you don't know what your unique weaknesses are, you cannot grow because you have to acknowledge them and then you have to hire people to complement that weakness or, hey, maybe you need to get better at that, right? Et cetera. So, that's a really big piece. Number three is once you've, number one, figured out what you suck at, say, hey, this is a weakness. Number two is, okay, I've asked people, my loved ones, et cetera. Number three is simply writing it out writing it out. So obviously you can take an action on something and be like, I'm not good at this. Number two is ask people. But another thing is just writing out and be like, okay, let, let's sit for a minute. What are things that I'm actually weak at? And list them out, write them out, and really like break down like why. Is it because you just don't like doing it, right? That might be a little bit different. Or I'm simply just not good at this. And this is why I'm not good at this. This is where I struggle with it. So it's really important when you're identifying those weaknesses is to write them down. It makes them come more to life. I've mentioned writing stuff down multiple times, but when you do this, it really allows you to visualize, whoa, I'm really sucking here. I need some help. I need some assistance. I need someone to talk to, et cetera. You know, whatever that is, right? So take that time to do that. Absolutely critical. So I just broke down, right? So those are the three things you can do to start acknowledging your weaknesses and figuring them out. Either you're going to do something and realize this is not for me. And immediately you don't have to write it down. You just know. Two is you ask other people. Three is like, maybe you haven't really realized it in the moment, but you sit down and write it and you're like, you know what? <laughs> I suck at this <laughs> and it's okay. And we're going to talk about those three things for me. And I'm laughing because I had to acknowledge this as well. So once you've identified now we have to figure out what should we be doing with these moving forward. So number one weakness that I would say is attention to detail. Now, the thing is with that is that I move really, really fast. And in my head, I feel like I've already answered something, right? Or I've given it the level of depth that it needs. However, sometimes I end up going so fast that my attention to detail is off. So I operate with speed and efficiency. I like to get as many done, many things done as possible within the time frame that I've set up. Like, okay, cool. I wake up at this time, and, you know, from X time to X time, this is how much I'm going to put in the work to get where I need to go, right? So obviously at the end of the day, that can lead into some snags, <laughs> okay, to some snags. Because when you don't pay attention to detail, People that may be meeting you for the first time and maybe you wrote out an email or you're following up on something, they're going to be like, well, this person just pays no attention to detail and they have no context on me, right? So I've realized from a written standpoint, even sometimes when I'm talking, my attention to detail can be off because I'm moving so fast and I miss points that could have clarified things a lot easier and allowed for us to be more direct. So... You know, with that being said, based on all those things that I'm talking about is my weakness is attention to detail. Now, I'm going to tell you what I do to improve upon that, right? Because when we talk about weaknesses, we say, no, no, no. What are things that I need to improve upon? So a couple things. I would say I 
talk out loud when I am writing an email or reading an email. So I work from home. There's no one here. So it's a lot easier for me to read these things out loud for you. Uh, it, you might have roommates or obviously you may be with your husband or wife. You may have kids or something like that. But for when I need a great amount of detail to something like a follow up email or I'm scoping out a project for somebody or it's a just a, an email that requires my attention other than just like another follow up or an easy answer. I read it out loud to myself and say, you know, hi, so and so. And I just read it out loud. So the thing is, like, if it doesn't make sense, then I could be like, mm, that's that made no sense at all. Let me add a sentence. Let me remove something. So my attention to detail increases when I read things out loud because I'm more of a vocal person. It's easier for me to talk about something as I'm talking about this podcast than it's for me to write it down. If you ask me to write everything down that I'm talking about right now, this episode will not come out until December 2020. <laughs> like It just would take me a while to get it done. It's not a strength, which is, you know, number two, I'm about to talk about that. But the thing is that like in order for me to improve upon this with my attention to detail is I talk about it out loud. That's a really big thing. I know, I know. Getting an interruption in the middle of the episode and having an ad pop up in the middle of a great point is the worst. However, I want to show some love to my organization and sponsor, JB Sales. And as many of you know, I started out giving out sales content on a YouTube channel and podcast called the SR Chronicles. And I created the one-up formula to figure out different concepts. However, on a day-to-day basis, I'm still talking about sales. And I am a business professional that happens to give out sales techniques and a sales trainer over at JB Sales. And we train reps for leading companies like Slack, Google, MindBody, Salesforce, and many fast-growing companies like that. And what some of you may not know, hot tip, is that you can access our content for yourself with our new on-demand platform. So people are constantly asking me for my sales tips and constantly asking questions from multiple platforms like on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and everything that I talk about is inside of the on-demand platform. And we're seeing crazy results from people all across the board. And people are DMing, telling me, hey, we're, we're scheduling 20x more meetings, 2x on our cold call conversions and using video prospecting to schedule net new meetings into accounts they never were able to. So if you're interested in this, on these incredible results that we're seeing, feel free to check us out. And if you're in sales, and if you're looking to up your sales game, this is for you. So check us out, JB Sales On Demand over at ondemand.jbarrows.com. That's ondemand, J-B-A-R-R-O-W-S.com. And per usual, I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back in the episode. Uh, number two is if it's a really strategic email, I'll send it to somebody on the team or one of my friends that's really good at the attention to detail. So I have one of my best friends. His attention, his attention to detail is, is insane. Like I'm like, this guy's an assassin when it comes to attention to detail. So if I'm writing out something that's very complex, I'll send it to him because he's like, he'll poke holes in it and be like, what, 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 where's this? Where's that? And it's good for me because I'm just not an attention to detail person. I'm like, Hey, where we need to be, show up. I'll create the experience. Let's get it. I'm not an attention to detail person. So the thing is, is that goes back to what Brendan talked about is he outsources people to compliment his weaknesses. I don't have anyone outsourced that has the attention to detail 
But what I basically do is I have people that I rely on and I'll send information to, et cetera, so they can see it. Um, same thing when I'm reviewing long, drawn-out documents. I'm, my attention to detail is awful. I'll probably miss something. So I always have someone else review those things as well. So these are just really important things across the board that I'm talking to people about for us to review, for us to see, for us to make sure that we're getting these things done. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to come into a situation where your attention to detail is off and you could have asked someone to review it. That's really where I'm at with it. I've gotten better because I read it out loud. I would say that's actually the best advice I can give to someone who's struggling with that. If you struggle with it, hit me up on Instagram. Like Morgan, I struggle with this attention to the detail. It's tough because me, I'm moving quick. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And I, and I miss little details sometimes. And it does, it has and does cost me because people are like, mm, you weren't really paying attention there, which is on me at the end of the day. I got to slow down and assess that situation. So like that's, Number one, that's my number one weekend. Oh, I would say, no, not like probably is like number one is like my attention to detail. I have to read things out loud. I have to take things slow when, when it's a very long drawn out thing. If I'm just replying to stuff, it's completely different than like I'm in a sales cycle or I'm working with a client. I'm reviewing something. I can't just like speed through it. I got to really pay attention to the details. And when I do, it's a better product for everyone. Number two is writing. So this is something I briefly mentioned in point number one. My writing is really not the best. I've always had a weakness of writing. I can talk. I can do public speaking in front of thousands of people. I can do this podcast. This does not make me nervous. I have no anxiety towards this at all. But if you ask me to write and you're like, you got to finish an essay by the end of the week, I'd be a little stressed out about that. And, and I'd be a little off. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd be a little bit off. I'd be like, hmm. I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So that's one thing that I want to definitely stress is if you struggle with writing is to first off acknowledge it like I talked about. Then as well, now that you realize that writing may be a weakness like like it is like maybe I'm talking about it, right? Is use the other strengths you have to have good writing. So I'm going to talk about a couple points here. One is I make videos, I do podcasts. A lot of that, I use the transcript to bolster my writings. So whether it's a essay, whether it's a document or et cetera, or whatever it is, I use that to further bolster what I'm speaking out to the audience. So if I can transcribe all those things, it's gonna make my life a lot easier when I'm reaching out to people, right? Because at the at the end of the day, right, as long as I can get some written content out there because people absorb written, that's great. But I don't need to be a scholarly writer. You know, I don't need to be, <laughs> you know, I don't need to be the next Ryan Holiday. He makes he makes a lot of good books. I don't need to be the next Malcolm Gladwell. That's just writing is not my skill set. It is a weakness. So that's okay. I speak, I do podcasts, I transcribe those things into writing so then I can put out written context around how I would actually write. And, you know, I, I understand writing a little bit better. You know, I'm continuously trying to improve that skill, but I'm not saying at the end of the day, that you know, I'm gonna go be the next New York best time seller because I'm I'm amazing at writing. It's because I'm gonna use video, audio to get that done. So that's one way I get better at writing. Number two is I do have people who help me and look over content. So they'll be like, for example, copywriters that may look at the content. Uh, I have friends that will look at the content. So again, I'm, I have people again like Brendan. Brendan like really put me on this. Like I have people who help me out with these weaknesses where I'm just like. Yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> you know, like, like I really, really got to think about this, right? So that's why on the writing piece, 
I will have people look at that, review it, give me feedback, et cetera, so I can get better. And then number three is I, I take the time every month to write out something very personal in my life. And so I will have like a long written out post and like a sub 3A point is that I write in my journal every morning. Now, this is a six minute journal, so it's not my manifesto, but it's so it's just me writing and just getting used to writing and and getting just more comfortable as a whole because I'm the, again I'm not the best writer but but I use that every morning to at least get better and better every single day and, and also to be like make sure that I'm continuously writing into something and not just typing all day long. So third point is that I do once a month write out something that's personal to me. I might post that on Instagram. I might post it on LinkedIn. Most of the time I post it on LinkedIn. But the thing is, it just allows me just to write and just like think about it. Again, I, I'm, I don't think I'll ever be the best writer of all time, to be honest. But at least what I can do is acknowledge that, no, this is a weakness. I'm not really the best at this. And I can continuously improve a little bit by doing these things I talked about. Video, audio, content, and then transcribing it and then writing out something on my own. Writing things and then sending it to a copywriter or a friend. And then also as well, writing out personal stories because if it's personal to you you'll actually do a little bit more and at least that's what brendan talked about is just chasing towards your goals and sometimes our goals require us to look at our weaknesses and maybe do something that's outside of our comfort zone to get a little bit better not saying that we need to be the best at it but gets us a little bit better so that's my weakness on writing again i'm not (laughs) i'm really not the best writer i wish to be honest i was better but Nah, not the, <laughs> not really the best, right? And I've and I've really had to take that on and get better at it. So for anyone who's not not good at writing, those are some tips. Last one, last one. As we wrap up here, I'm my one of my weaknesses is I'm not good at taking constructive, not not good at taking cr- negative criticism from a physical aspect of how my face looks. So let me explain what that means. So my weakness is that. If you give me negative feedback, I will slightly shut down because I have a negative physical reaction to it. However, if you give me the feedback and you ignore my facial reactions and my body language, I actually will do what you say. It's just in the moment, I have a really, really bad time accepting negative feedback. And what happens is that some people feel like they can't say things to me that are constructive criticism even though I'll hear everything you say and I'll do it, I just have a visceral negative reaction. So that's a weakness of mine because then people feel like they can't open up to me. They can't be honest. They can't give me any constructive feedback on how I can get better, which is counterintuitive because y'all see the thing in the back. Uh, oh, well, you're probably most, mostly listening, but the thing in the background behind me is mom mentality, which basically at the end of the day is a constant quest to be the best versions of oneself. So in order to get there, you have to get constructive feedback and sometimes it can be perceived as negative you can't get there otherwise you you have to take some losses you have to make mistakes in order to grow to get to the next stage there is you can't get anywhere without a mistake that that doesn't make any sense otherwise you're just being complacent so what i've learned is that people are trying to help me but they don't want to help me because of my reaction so how do i deal with that number one is every time that i get feedback now I actually will write things down so that people, first and foremost, don't see my reaction if we're on a Zoom video call, but also it allows me to just be calm about the feedback I'm getting. Again, I want to take action on it. I just have a weird visceral reaction. 
And I have to figure out what exactly does that mean, but like I just have a visual action. So what I'll do is I'll take a notepad, take a notebook, whatever, and I'll write down, okay, cool. Like these are the things that I personally need to get better at, whatever they're telling me, yada, yada, yada. The key of me writing these things down is because it keeps me very composed in the conversation, like I said. So if you are have a visceral reaction to fe negative feedback or constructive criticism, take the time, like I'm telling you right now, to go ahead and be like, you know what? Completely cool. I know this is happening. I'm just going to write this down and listen. Uh, two is that I tell people if they're about to give me any type of constructive criticism that I may make a, a face or I might do a body language that's not comfortable to them. But I'm just saying, hey, let you know, like I'm working on this. Uh, this is just something that I do when I get constructive feedback or negative criticism, right? So like that's part of it as well. And those two things alone should help you when facing this negative criticism at the end of the day, writing it down and will again, slow you down. You won't be, you won't be like too caught up in it. And then number two is the fact that it's just like, Hey, look, letting people know what the situation is. And, and as well, like it's good when you let people know, because then now they know what's up and they're not surprised or shocked when you make a visual visceral reaction. Right. And obviously you can work with people on this and, and continue to get better. So you don't have this reaction, but I've realized that's one of my weaknesses is that I just I react in such a in a strange way that people don't want to give me feedback. So I've started doing those two things and it's really helped me improve in that scenario. So that's all I got to share in terms of finding out your weaknesses. I'm hoping that everyone tuning in can now figure out a way to find their own weaknesses, evolve in their lives and one up across the board. So as always, leave a review if you found this to be helpful. Find me on Instagram if you want to talk at Morgan J. Ingram. And as always, one up y'all and we'll see you all soon.